Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sometimes in life, we have a chance encounter with someone who ends up changing our life. This is exactly what happened to me, and it was totally unexpected. You see, I was pretty lonely at the time. I'm Amelia, by the way, and I'm 20 years old. I was living all on my own in a tiny house in Portland. It was my mom's house, but she sadly passed away from cancer two years ago. I'm not going to say that life was easy for me, because it wasn't. All I wanted was to become a comic book artist. I love art so much but the only way I could make this dream a reality was to make money. Ever since graduating from high school, I'd been working as a waitress to make ends meet, and also to save up enough cash to enroll in art college. Honestly, this job got me through the hardest time in my life. The days, weeks, and months after my mom passed away were so painful, and the restaurant kept me busy, so I barely had time to sit with all my feelings. Moreover, little did I know how much this waitressing job would change my life forever. It all started with an incident in the restaurant. I'll never forget that day. I was carrying a tray of food when I accidentally spilled some water onto the shoes of some fancy girl. Oh my god, she went crazy. She started screaming at me, and even though I frantically apologized right away, she still asked to speak to my manager. I leapt down and tried to clean the water off her shoes with a cloth, and that's when I heard a voice. Hey, stop! What do you think you're doing? I looked up and saw the boy she was with staring at me. He looked disgusted at me, and then said to the girl, Babe, let's bounce before that waitress ruins your shoes even more with her filthy hands. Come on, let's hit the mall. I'll buy you a new pair of shoes. Clearly, he was her boyfriend, and as soon as he mentioned new shoes, her eyes sparkled with joy as she said, Yay, babe! I want a new bag too, though. Could you? And her boyfriend just laughed and said, Anything you want, my princess. They got up to leave and smirked at me as they walked away. I couldn't believe how rude they were, especially the boy. I felt so angry, I wished I could slap him right across that cocky face. 
But of course, I didn't. There was no way I could risk losing my job. But I knew that if I ever saw his face again, I'd definitely give him a piece of my mind. And, well, believe it or not, I did indeed see him again. The world works in mysterious ways, and I guess we were destined to meet again. A few weeks after that, one evening, I was heading home and passed by the park to feed the stray cats as usual. While I was playing with them, I noticed some guy heading towards me. Suddenly, he grabbed my arms and pulled me towards him. I started shouting at him and trying to push him away, but he was too strong. Then, out of nowhere, someone said, What's going on? I'm trying to sleep over here. Keep it down. A drunk, dirty-looking homeless guy walked towards us, and for a second I was terrified. But then I realized he was helping me. He started shouting at the guy holding on to me, saying, Hey you, are you deaf or something? Let her go and keep silent. The jerk was getting heated, and the next moment, he punched that homeless guy in the face, and then they started fighting. Then I freaked out and didn't know what to do. I pulled my phone out of my pocket and played a recording of a police siren. I live alone, so I know all the tricks. Well, that did it. The jerk who'd grabbed me suddenly jumped up and sprinted out of the park. The homeless guy who'd helped me was still lying on the ground, so I helped him up. He was black and blue, and there were even some scratches on his face. And as I got closer to him, I realized he looked familiar. O-M-G. Wasn't he the rude guy from the restaurant? What was he doing looking all dirty like a homeless guy? He had his eyes closed, so I patted his face and said, Hey, wake up. What are you doing out here? He opened his eyes and asked, Do I know you? He stared at me for a while, then eyeing my uniform and smiled. Oh, the little waitress. Guess what? I'm poorer than you now. Then he passed out. I was so annoyed that I'd bumped into him again. I was about to leave him lying there, but then I realized he'd saved me, and I could hardly leave him there with all his injuries. So, yeah, in the end, I decided to take him back to my place to get my first aid kit. I cleaned up his scratches, and then let him crash on my sofa. The next morning, he was super surprised when he woke up. I told him what had happened, and that he'd saved my life. So I saved his. Then I said he should probably head home now, but he just stared at me. And that's when he told me his story. He really was homeless. His parents had kicked him out because they'd found out he wasn't their biological son. What on earth? How could any parent do that? It's not like he has tricked them, but it was due to some mix-up at birth. So, wasn't he also a victim? I felt sorry for him, but still, it was none of my business. I had to get to work, so I asked him to leave, but he begged me to let him stay. I just looked at him in shock and said, Um, how about you go to your rich girlfriend's place instead? I really need to get going now but he didn't budge. He said, Oh, don't even mention that gold digger. She only cared about me when I was the only son of a millionaire. Now that I've got nothing, not a cent, she broke up with me. Wow. Shocker. But, well, it's not like I couldn't tell that she has lousy personality right from the get-go. So I said, Well, what about your friends? Can't you crash with them? But he said no. 
It started to frustrate me. So I said, you can't stay here. I don't even know a thing about you. Then he splurted out. Hi, I'm Jude. I'm 22 years old. I've got all my fingers and toes. And my criminal record is clean. There you go. Now you know me. And he topped it off with a grin, as if that could win me over. He then went on to say that he'd pay rent, and that when he found a job and stuff, he'd leave. I hesitated. I mean, I couldn't move with a strange guy. But then I thought about that extra money I'd get if he helped with rent. I could really use that money for my college fees. He could see I wasn't sure. So he said, Come on, please. I mean, I did save your life last night. But there's only one bedroom, I said. Don't worry, I'll sleep here. He pointed at the sofa. I thought for a while, then nodded my head and agreed. And only for one month, okay? Then I made him shower and change his clothes, since he was so gross and dirty. But he told me he didn't have anything to change to. I was kicked out, remember? And he even had the cheek to ask me for some money to buy new clothes. No chance. I told him he could wear my clothes, since some of them were quite big. At first, he refused. He said there was no way he was wearing women's clothes. So I said he either wore them or kept his dirty clothes and left my house. Ha! Of course he had no choice. And seeing him in my floral pants was hilarious. A few days later, though, he still hadn't found a job. Every night I'd come home to find him lying on the sofa in my oversized pajamas. He was so messy and lazy. And after a week... I couldn't bear it. I nagged him. You have to find a job, or how do you expect to pay me rent? And the least you can do is clean up around here. I'm not your maid. He said he'd been looking for an office job, but it was hard as he had no knowledge and experience. This annoyed me, so I suggested he apply for a delivery man position. He looked at me in horror and said, What do you think I am? Oh, hello, you're a homeless boy with nothing. What else do you want? I thought. Then I said he could come work with me in the restaurant. But he refused, saying that his friends went there all the time and they'd laugh at him. I was speechless. I said, suit yourself. But after one month, you're out of here. A few hours later, he knocked on my bedroom door and said he'd take the restaurant job. But he needed clothes. Finally, I'm glad that this boy has come to his senses. That's great. You can start from tomorrow. I'll call the manager. And I know the exact place where you could get all the stylish clothes for free. Let's go. At first, he was so excited. But when he realized that I was taking him to a clothing donation center, his face changed. He looked disgusted and said, No way. I smirked and said, It's up to you. You either pick something to wear from this place, or you can wear my clothes. I've got a floral dress that would really bring out the color of your eyes. He looked so sulky as he reluctantly went through the rack of used clothes. It was so funny. But everything was only about to start. You won't believe what happened next. Stay tuned for part two to see how things went between Jude and I. It's me again, Ashley. And yep, you guessed it. I was still stuck in this apartment with these annoying kids. That was definitely the weirdest detention ever. None of us had any idea how long we'd be stuck here. Oh well, at least we weren't starving. 
as every three days, a giant bag full of groceries would appear inside the doorway, since we couldn't get out of there. Things had become a little less awkward since the day we'd sat down and opened up to each other. Although, Ned had switched from being a jerk towards Jessica to following her around the place like a lovesick puppy. Take this morning. For instance, he held a slice of toast out to her, which he'd cut into the shape of a heart. She rolled her eyes as she pushed the plate away. Poof! Get real, nerd! I don't like you! He took a bite of the toast, then in between chewing said, You'll soon change your mind. I'm Sin2x and you're Coast2x. So together, we're one! I had to admit, watching Ned try and fail to win Jessica's heart was amusing. But unfortunately, I had my own guy-shaped issue to deal with. Philip. He wasn't winding me up anymore. Instead, he was being nice to me. He even lent me his hoodie after I spilled jam on mine. Um, this nice version of him would take some getting used to. <sighs> now we just needed Gwen and Stan to become a couple, and things would be even more interesting. <laughs> but they barely look at each other. Lucky them, as Philip was really starting to bug me. Can you believe that he actually sprayed my favorite t-shirt with his aftershave? It stank and made me sneeze. Achoo! So I stormed into the living room where he was telling some lame joke to Ned, chucked my t-shirt at him, then yelled, Stop being weird! It's too much! He just gave me this soppy grin and replied, It's so I'm always on your mind. Ugh, I wasn't in the mood for this so I returned to my room and sulked there for the rest of the day. Ugh, this apartment was too crazy. I just wanted to go home. My stomach started to rumble, so I reluctantly left the room to grab a snack. What? Jessica was spoon-feeding Philip cereal. Ned was sulking in the corner of the room, and Gwen was mimicking Jessica's actions with Stan, who now had mushed-up cereal all over his face. Jeez. Philip thought he was so handsome that he could get any girl he wanted. Well, he sure moved on fast. Fine, I'd show him. I squeezed in between Gwen and Stan and touched his hair. Your hair, Stan. I've never known it is so glossy. I put my hand on my chin and looked at him with adoring eyes. And in my cutest voice, I asked him, Would you like me to make you some French toast? Stan gave me this petrified look and tried squirming away from me. Then Philip and Jessica walked over, and he frowned at me. Come on, Ash. You and the emo? Really? Gwen snorted. Oh yeah, it's better than a pretty doll and a jock. Oh wait, actually, you two are perfect for each other. Stan quietly laughed to himself, then muttered out, Right, dumb people should be together. Suddenly... Jessica burst into tears. What? Why was she crying? Everyone fell silent and looked at her. Come on, Jess, he was only kidding. I awkwardly patted her back. Then she blurted out, I... I've always had a thing for Stan, okay? Huh? Well, none of us were expecting that. Poor Stan looked like he was gonna faint with shock. Jessica must have been burying these feelings deep down for so long. She was the most popular girl with a reputation to live up to, after all. Through sobs, Jessica looked at Stan and continued. 
I knew us being here together was my chance to see if you like me. So, I agreed to Philip's deal to see if you're jealous. Tears streamed down her face. But you just think I'm some dumb pretty doll. She mumbled out an apology to Ned for being insensitive to him, then turned to Stan, sobbed. I'm not a porcelain doll. I have feelings. And left. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. I guess I feel kind of bad for her. And also guilty. But hold up. Philip's deal? Oh, so he pulled that out to make me jealous too? That night, we had another meeting. Yawn. This one was as dull as it sounds. Well, until we started discussing the meaning behind this detention. Hey, since when did detentions go on for this long? It's been two weeks already. Ned looked concerned. We all agreed. We'd learned how to live in some sort of harmony together, but still, we need to go outside. Also, my family would be worrying, right? There's two, I hope. Then the next morning, Philip was trying to de-jam the air vent in the kitchen when he waved us all over. He pointed up at something small with a tiny red light on it. Ned and he took it down. It was a camera. It could be a security camera, Jessica said. My house also has a few inside, in case of intruders or something. Gwen sneered. Duh, your house is a freaking mansion. Here, there's no need for a security cam. We decided to spread out and look for more cameras. In total, we found five, all hidden around the place, including in a plant pot and fixed to a picture frame. It was freaky to think there could be more scattered around the place. Ooh. We gathered in the living room to discuss what to do about this, when suddenly the front door opened and in walked the principal and some other man I'd never seen before. Huh? Who was he? Did this mean we could finally go home? The other man started talking. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin, and you are the participants in my exciting reality show. Your principal here put you all forward for this, as I wanted kids with six varying personalities. Gwen stood up and shouted, What? Is this for real? I added, There's no way my parents would have agreed to this. They did, the principal grinned. They signed the documents. They all think you are at training camp. Kevin added, Keep up the good work, guys. The viewers are loving all this drama and attitude. Jessica screamed out, You can't do this! It isn't right! We'll keep you here for some more time to see how this project goes. Don't worry, you'll all get scholarships after this. That is, as long as you cooperate. We watched as they took away the cameras we'd found. And, yep, you guessed it, they locked the door behind them. Then we gathered in the spot in the kitchen, which didn't have any cameras in it, and whispered about what we should do next. Ned suggested, I've done my calculations, and if we join all our clothes together, we can climb down from the window. We were about four floors up, so guess this was possible. Under Ned's instruction, we all wet our clothes, before we joined them, as apparently this would make them less likely to tear. I'll go, Philip added. I mean, I'm way stronger than the rest of you, and I'm the fastest so I'll reach the cop station in record time, report those jerks, then send help. So the plan was set. 
and we all clung onto the end of the clothes rope as Phil climbed down it. It was kinda impressive watching him abseil down the building, and he was like a real-life Spider-Man. When he reached the bottom, we hid the clothes rope in the wardrobe and slid a piece of paper under the apartment door so Philip could find our room again. Now it was a waiting game. We all tried to carry on as normal, as we were aware of the hidden cameras. Suddenly, the door barged open and in walked the principal, Kevin, and four mass. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Dudes. Oh no! Jessica frightenedly whispered. Those men instantly started collecting our stuff. When one of them picked up Gwen's hat, she charged at him. Get off of my stuff, creep! The man grabbed her around the waist with one arm and pulled her across the room. She thrashed, kicked, and screamed. She might have been big, but she's still a teenage girl, so she was no match for him. Jessica, Ned, and I all clustered together, not knowing what to do. Only Stan seemed to keep his quiet and calm. With a grin on his face, Kevin shouted, Well, that wasn't very clever now, was it? So we're moving you somewhere new before you're discovered. Right at that moment, Philip ran into her room, followed by some cops. There they are! It's them! They locked us up in here! The principal straightened his tie, then in a polite tone said, Oh, please, this is a misunderstanding. I'm the principal of Xavier Springs High School, and these are the particularly delinquent students who are all in detention. We're administering a special education program for them. And here's their teacher. He pointed over to Kevin. Liar! I shouted. They just made up excuses to punish us and trap us in here. There's hidden cameras and we're on some reality TV show. Ignore her. She has, um, mental issues. She'll do anything to get out of detention. Then he pointed at Gwen. Look, officer, how could we not have special treatment for an aggressive girl like that? Don't you think? We all shouted and tried to explain, but our words jumbled together. The only one who remained silent was, no surprise, Stan. The cops searched around, but found nothing. They thought we were only unruly teens trying to bail on detention. They were about to leave when Stan calmly walked over to them, pulled out one of the cameras we'd found the other day from his pocket, and passed it to them. Then, Stan still without any words, pulled out a vintage recorder, pressed the button, 
and we all heard the whole conversation about TV shows and the principal's threats. Whoa! Nice work, Stan! The cops instantly arrested them, and we were taken back to our families, who all sobbed with joy on our return. So, what came next? Well, my high school got a new principal, and this one hasn't given me detention. Yet. <laughs> the former principal and Kevin and his whole crew are in serious trouble with the cops. Looks like they might end up in jail. As for the six of us, well, we formed an unbreakable friendship. Philip got a sports scholarship, and I'm super proud of him. He also told his dad how he was feeling, and they sorted things out. Ned finally stood up for himself to his parents, and now they're trying to be more understanding. He also has a girlfriend, and just won first prize of the state in physics. The nerd. <laughs> Jessica and Stan are an official couple, and they don't care what other people think of them. They're actually super cute together. But shush! Don't tell them I said that. Gwen decided to leave this town and go study at an all-girls boarding school. She just started dating a girl there named Claire. She sounds really happy. We're all glad to hear. So, I guess Miss Tough Cookie has a soft side after all. And me? Well, I went from a lonely and awkward girl to having five unlikely best friends and a wonderful boyfriend. Yep, I'm now with Philip. Guess being in detention wasn't so bad after all. Cheers! Oh my, look at those dudes over there. It's so true that all men are the same. All it takes is seeing some pretty girls and their eyes immediately light up. I was about to ignore these jerks, but then this couple walked in holding hands. Instantly, the jerks started making a fuss. Ew, look! That's gross! Then they pretended to retch. Jeez, these idiots needed to keep their outdated views to themselves. Well done, guys. You've just booked yourself the 99th place on the playbook. <laughs> Let me show you my playbook. In here, you'll find all types of men. From nerds, hot boys, jocks, and successful businessmen. But they all have one thing in common. They are all bad. Hi. I'm Monica, and I'm a playgirl who was trained to take revenge on men. Since I was little, I was taught that all men are bad, and it's my duty as a woman to teach them a lesson, especially homophobes and womanizers. Now all that's missing is the 100th prey? Then done! Hey sis, family meeting now! Oops, duty called. Mom's gonna reveal our final mission. Now, where are my books and pens? <laughs> Yeah, those two are my colleagues, and also my competitors. There's Cindy, my impulsive little sister, and next to her is Grace, my older, super smart, and slightly more mature sister. As for me, I'm something in between. Not as childish as Cindy, but not as calm and collected as Grace. Oh, here's Mom. Okay, let's get to the point. So this is it. The last goal. And it's the biggest one yet. So... This time, you're not working together, but on your own. This target won't be easy, but you all have your own charms, and I have every faith in you all. And the time starts... now! Hmm, Dennis Groff. Dennis Groff. Let's see. Oh, he's quite handsome. The son of a CEO, and super rich. Hmm, it figures he's a lady killer, duh! 
why did mom assign him to us? I mean, she usually just lets us set our own goals. Also, why do we have to compete against each other? Maybe it was because it was the 100th target, so she was making it extra challenging? We all love mom and want to please her. I mean, who doesn't want to be the last one to complete the family playbook, right? I stayed up all night making a plan of action. Hmm, from my social media stalking, I found out that Dennis's friend was having birthday celebrations at a bar in town tomorrow night. So, the next evening, I put on the sexiest red dress that I've bought for this specific occasion and walked confidently into the bar. All eyes were on me, except Dennis's. Excuse me? Was he going to the bar for free Wi-Fi or what? Seeing that, I took a glass of wine and gently approached him. But suddenly, a strange guy came out of nowhere and pulled my hand back. Honey, where are you going? Have a drink with me? Get out of the way. I'm busy. I was about to turn my attention back to my prey when, oops, the strange guy tripped me up, causing me to stumble onto the ground. This was so embarrassing. I guess I just have to call it a night. <sighs> but suddenly, an arm appeared in front of me. I looked up and, hey, it was Dennis? I was a bit surprised, but quickly regained my confidence and let him help me up. After that, he offered to buy me a drink, and then we ended up chatting into the early hours. And Jackpot! Turned out, he's as big of a golf lover as I was, so I persuaded him to join a golf club with me. Ain't that a smart move? A week later, and it was progress report day. One by one, we told Mom what we'd done so far. Cindy tried hard to approach Dennis by coming to the billiard hall that he frequented, and being the typical impulsive kid that she is, she bombarded Dennis with messages on social networks. She seems to be quite optimistic, though, as Dennis responded to her quite friendly, and the two kind of vibed when it came to billards. As for Grace, she applied for the position of assistant manager at Dennis's company. I know. Man, my sister is a genius. She even said that she already felt some chemistry going on, as he wouldn't take his eyes off of her. Mom seemed impressed with the progress we'd made so far. Everyone's attained certain achievements, but sure thing, I was still in the lead. I felt it. I don't know if I'm being delusional, but Dennis and I were getting so close, and he had also shown some gestures of concern for me. Hmm. Anyway, it appears that I'll have to work even harder than I first thought to win this one. Yeah, I did used to wonder if what Mom always said about men was 100% true, and why my sisters and I had to do all this. Until one day, back when I was 16, that day, I was going into my mom's room to borrow some jewelry for catfishing when I found an open notebook on the ground. Curious, I picked it up and discovered it was mom's diary. And it was in a tragic story. She once fell deeply in love with a man, but then ran into him with someone else. Worse, she didn't even have a chance to confront him. Instead, she got his message right away. I knew the truth already. You're not a real woman. We're over. Not a real woman was what that Nick called my mom. Ridiculous. Just because my mom is a transgender? She did not go through all this pain and heartache to be disrespected like that. My mom's life was tragic, like a movie. Curiously, I flipped through it all from the beginning, and my heart felt like it's actually breaking, finding out what mom had been through. Turned out, she and Nick were part of a group of three back in high school, alongside Maureen, 
Nick and Maureen were a couple, so my mom, as Jack at that time, had to keep her love from Nick a secret and poured it all into this diary. Unfortunately, Maureen found out her secret and exposed it to the whole school, which made everyone make fun of my mom and she had to leave in shame. After so many years, she was still not able to forget Nick, so she decided to do the trans surgery to return to find him and fight for her love. They had some happy months together, but on that one disastrous day, she found out that he cheated on her, and it was with none other than Maureen. Harsh! How can people be so cruel to each other like that? Mom was a good person, and thanks to her, orphans like Cindy, Grace, and I could have a home. I owed so much to her, which is why I was desperate to succeed at her last mission and to make her happy. Back to the mission. Everything was going great between me and Dennis. He took me to the golf club and out for dinner. For a rich businessman type, I had to admit that he wasn't all stern and serious. Actually, he was a lot of fun to be around. Then, when he dropped me off after a date, he touched my hand and said, Monica, I'm really enjoying getting to know you, and I would like it very much if you would come and have dinner with my family tomorrow. Whoa, this was great! I mean, this project would be way easier now I had an open invite to scope out his family. <laughs> but, no. What is this feeling? I had butterflies in my stomach, and my palms were sweaty. It must just be the thrill of meeting Dennis's family. Right? But why couldn't I stop thinking about his cute laugh and his dreamy eyes? Oh no, I think I might have actual feelings for him. From then on, I found myself wanting to scream and throw stuff at Cindy and Grace every time I heard them bragging about how close they were getting to Dennis. I'm crazy, aren't I? Now what? Am I the predator or the prey? <sighs> OMG, I'm so nervous, I literally can't stop shaking. Whoa, they looked so wealthy and classy. His parents were both really sweet, and I soon felt a lot more relaxed. We had dinner, and the conversation flowed easily. There was just one thing that kept bothering me. His dad's name is Nick? Surely this was a coincidence, right? I mean, Nick's a popular name. Something didn't sit right with me so I knew I needed to say something to mom. I anxiously walked back and forth until I heard her car pull up outside. Mom, is... is Dennis's father... that man? She looked stunned, then slowly sat down, sighed, and told me everything. Just like I thought, she picked Dennis to be the 100th target, or more like a bait, just to take revenge on Nick. Furthermore, she wanted us to use Dennis to make Nick go bankrupt. But what did Dennis do? If you have a problem with Nick, then talk to him. Why drag his innocent son into it? Mom and I were having a heated argument when Cindy and Grace approached. What's wrong with you? Stop being so smitten. Mom just wants to use us as tools for personal revenge, and she doesn't love us at all. Don't be so insolent. I see that you're letting your emotions screw up your decision. Nick treated our mom badly, so his son deserves to pay the price for this. You know how much pain he caused, mom? Don't you want to fight for her? Wow, you totally suck and are an awful person. I couldn't stay here and listen to any more of this, so I rushed out of there and went and stayed with my friend. I have no idea what I'm meant to do now. One thing's for sure, 
I can't go through with Mum's revenge plan anymore. Maybe I should go find Nick and ask him to sit down with Mum and talk things through. Unfortunately, I underestimated my sisters, as I was scrolling through my phone when I saw a post from Cindy exposing Dennis as a womanizing jerk who dated three girls at the same time. As proof, she'd inserted pictures of Dennis with each of us. Trust her to do something so childish. It gets worse, as Grace linked up with a hacker to splatter the company's website with things like, Mr. Nick Groff, the president of Groff Corporation, is a liar, traitor, and homophobe. This media crisis has caused the whole company to suffer. And now Dennis was avoiding my calls. I was hovering my finger over the call button when at that precise moment, Grace texted me. Hey sis, you better not miss the sacred moment we tick off number 100 in the playbook. The mission is over anyway. Let's just go home and make up. Mom's waiting. No way was I going to let them do this. So I immediately called Dennis and left an urgent voicemail, telling him that he needed to get his father and go around to my house ASAP. As I led them inside, Mr. Groff and Mum's eyes all widened when seeing each other. Nick stood there frozen, while Mum just asked him to leave immediately. But eventually, I managed to convince them to all sit down and sort this mess out. Jean, I worked out straight away that you were Jack. I was shocked at first, but then I realized it didn't matter, as I truly loved you. So I just wanted to wait until you were ready to tell me. You knew it? Impossible! We used to be very close friends. It's really not difficult for me to recognize Jack's habits. Besides, your face still retains some of the old features. Whatever. But I saw you with that snake, Maureen. And you even had the cheek to break up with me through one cynical text. Do you know how much pain I had to suffer to pursue you? Nick looked genuinely confused. Then things slowly revealed themselves. So... Maureen was the one who sent that cruel message on that day. When she found out about my mom and Nick, she investigated and discovered that mom was actually Jack. That day at the coffee house, she begged Nick to take her back, but he refused. So she made up some excuse to borrow Nick's phone, then sent that message to break them apart. My mom sat there in shocked silence. I guess she was processing the fact that she took revenge on the wrong person. And now she'd caused problems for two innocent people. I'm so sorry. I let my emotions overrule me and make me bitter. I promise I will put this right. I am Jean Wilkins, a transgender woman and Nick Groff's ex. I thought he betrayed me, and this made me turn into an angry version of myself, who became blinded by my desire for revenge. Only, I was wrong. You see, it's impossible that Nick has any ill will toward the LGBT community. Because he loved me. As for his son, Dennis, he's a good man who got caught up in the crossfire. He's never cheated on anyone, so please don't judge him for something he hasn't done. As I watched the video, I felt immensely proud of my brave mom. She'd made a lot of mistakes, but she'd publicly owned up to them which took a lot of courage. Thankfully, the video worked. Nick's company has recovered, and Dennis's name was cleared. So, what happens next? Well, me and my sisters apologized to Dennis and Nick. Luckily, they are both very kind and understanding guys. Mom doesn't hold grudges against men anymore, 
and she's even started dating this lovely man named Jacob. Cindy met this sweet girl called Beverly, who, thinking about it, is pretty much her opposite, but they're actually kind of cute together. Grace is still single and focusing on her career. And me? I will never touch this ever again, because I'm sticking with this prey forever. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.comslash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 